Welcome to the Alopecia Project, the podcast that uncovers the world of alopecia through conversations about the ups, downs, and everydays of living with hair loss. Today, we are so excited to have Maria Nicole on the show with us. Maria is a stand-up comedian who has alopecia, and we're going to be speaking with her about finding the humor in, in having this condition. Thank you so much for being here today, Maria. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. We are so excited to have you. We had the opportunity to see you perform, I guess it was almost two years ago now, at the uh, Canadian Alopecia Conference, and we loved your set, and we both walked away thinking how funny you were and how much we enjoyed seeing you, so we are so excited to have you here. Oh, yeah, it's forever ago, but it was a good time, so I'm glad to have met you guys then. Us too. So, so glad. So we usually like to just get started um, having our guests tell us a little bit about their alopecia journey. So tell us, um, how long have you had alopecia for and what has that been like for you? Yeah. Um, so I had alo- I've had i had alopecia since I was like a toddler. Um, I had alopecia areata. My parents found like, you know, uh, small patches like when I was two or three years old. And then um, so I had hair my entire life and it wasn't until I was 19 when, you know, you're a confident adult who knows everything that uh, my hair decided to just fall out completely. Um, so yeah. And since then it's been, it's been weird. It was a weird journey when, you know, you lose it at first and you're trying to understand like, should I wear a wig? Should I cover this up? Like, how do I approach this with, especially with meeting new people, you know, you, you get stared at a little bit sometimes. Um, so that was definitely a challenge and, you know, growing up and having hair and then not having it so quickly and, and you know, doing treatments, trying to, you know, get the spots to be smaller and yeah. That's totally a, a common story and common theme that we hear is just, it's it's a weird journey and a weird progress to go through. Yeah, it's really, it's not linear at all. And it um, so, you know, jumping back and forth like when when you have hair and you know I did just have small patches for a long time and um you know a lot of the compliments when I was growing up were like oh your hair is so curly like it's so long and like you know you have such long eyelashes and all of those hair-based compliments just disappeared after you know 19 years of of getting those um and adjusting to that and kind of getting comfortable in your own skin is is a huge challenge um when you kind of don't not that you know you should base how you see yourself on what other people think but it it plays some role for sure so getting getting used to being yourself and comfortable with what you look like uh especially going through that huge identity shift um was was a really tough challenge but i'm i'm happy to say that you know i found my rhythm and my comfort zone with it. And I found comedy, which is something I don't think I would have done if I didn't lose my hair. Um, And that's, you know, as Sarah mentioned in the intro, like finding the humor in this really weird situation um, definitely helps coping with it and helps growing as a person and moving with, you know, your alopecia journey. I think that's so cool. Um, As Sarah said, you know, the first time we met you, we were laughing our butts off. It was hilarious. Let's let's talk about that stand-up comedy piece. Can you talk about when you started doing that? Yeah. So I started doing stand-up when I was 18. So I still like had hair when I started doing it. 
Um, and I quit for a while after, you know, I was, I was going through all of those health things and my alopecia was getting worse. And then it wasn't until I think earlier in 2019, I think around like January, February, 2019, I started doing jokes about my alopecia and started doing the bald jokes, um, which was really hard. Cause you know, I really loved stand-up comedy before I was doing the bald jokes and I didn't want that to kind of be not my shtick, but you know, I didn't want to get typecasted as the comic who always does those kinds of jokes. I wanted to make sure that as a comedian and as a writer, I could actually be funny and get a crowd going. So, uh, when I started, you know, getting on stage with my wig and then pulling it off, such a great way to grab the room's attention if they weren't paying attention to you already. <laughs> um, so it, it was definitely cathartic in a lot of ways because, you know, these were things that I could laugh about on my own and to have other people, complete strangers laughing along with me about, you know, being on a date and then, you know, taking off my wig and a guy being like, what the hell was that? Um, <laughs> or, just the little things of like my shower time went from 15 minutes to 30 seconds, like things like that, that I didn't know other people would find funny. They found hilarious. And then when, when we eventually met at the conference and I eventually was so, oh my God, I was so ecstatic to, to have booked that <laughs> um, as I'm sure you guys were as well. Um, having that, it was, it was weird because, you know, I went from telling these jokes that were my experience to these people who probably didn't know what alopecia was and, you know, were drinking in bars to telling them to the people who have experienced it or have watched a loved one experience it. So um, that particular set, I was, oh my God, I was so nervous because I was like, I don't know, I don't know who's ready to laugh at this yet. Sure, I'm ready to laugh and I've written the jokes and I'm comfortable with it, but everyone's at such different places. Right. So you really don't know if people are ready to laugh about their struggles. And I'm so grateful that everyone there was enjoying it because um, that telling those jokes to the people who understand them the most and getting that positive feedback from them meant the world to me. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Just thinking about it now, I'm like, wow. Yeah, I mean, that must have been such an amazing mm -hmm. experience for you. And I know for us, too, we we really love that experience, too, of being in a room of so many people who yeah. get it. Um, but I really liked what you talked about as far as, like, how speaking out about your alopecia, um, it really just gives you, you know, a lot of freedom to be able to speak so openly about it. And there's so much power in that. And I think you can even take it to the next level of not just speaking openly about it, but being able to sort of laugh and joke about having alopecia. I feel like there's something there that really, you know, helps you sort of cope with your own alopecia and just sort of also sheds light on such a awkward and difficult yeah. topic and really just sort of lightens up the room. So I, I love that you've been able to speak about alopecia and, and tell jokes about something that so many people think is not funny at all. Thanks. Yeah. And you know, like it, it doesn't, you don't have to be getting on stage to do these things either. Like you mentioned, like it's just important to joke about it, even if it's with your friends, like uh, it, it's just, it's important. You have to laugh at yourself, right? To some extent. Um, 
Yeah, I totally agree. So when you're talking about your alopecia and your routines, like, are you, you know, do you base your stories off of like your personal experiences? You know, I know you just mentioned maybe some dating mishaps or are you, you know, telling jokes about being bald? Like, what does that look like? Oh, absolutely. All the time. Um, It's a lot of personal experience. A lot of what I talk about on stage are things that have happened to me, Um, particularly with dating. That was that was a big thing because, you know, you're you're already kind of you're putting yourself out there and you're being vulnerable like on dating apps because that was you know pretty big when you know it's still big I guess yeah, pre-COVID uh, when we did things yeah like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah people went on dates there was a thing called dating and you could go to restaurants um so yeah but you know I would put pictures up there on on you know whatever x app t- tumble but um and I'd have photos of me with my wig or without my wig. And just sometimes the messages that people send you, like being a person on a dating app is already weird because people have no filter. And then when you, when you throw into the mix of like, I don't have hair, like I'd get messages of, of you know, a guy holding a fish and he'd message me being like, hey, do you want to be my Amber Rose? Oh, God. And I would kind of be like, um, no. <laughs> But I mean, also, like, we can spice it up. I could be whatever, like, you know, Mr. Clean can do a Mr. Clean bit, like whatever you're into, we can we can work around it. Um, So just things like that, where it's like you're taking those awkward, weird, gross messages, like, and just, you know, thinking about it. Like, I, I don't know if this is appropriate to talk about on the podcast, but I got one message one time that was like, do do the carpets match the drapes? <laughs> And I was like, I mean, if you like bare windows and like linoleum flooring, yeah, absolutely. But I'm dying. But there's not not too much uh, insulation going on. So that's that's hilarious. I think you know it's it's really interesting you talking about dating and um, and like having to explain not having hair what is that like on stage as well like when you're performing and you have to like explain what alopecia is to maybe people who don't know what that what the condition is yeah you really gotta you gotta simplify it a lot because it's easy (laughs) it's so easy to talk about it with you guys because like we all know what it is it was you know I don't have to go into the detail of like when you're when your body is mad it just gives up so my routine, I would always, I always go on with the wig, um, because a lot of people can't really tell. Like, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have a good one. Um, so if you if you're not really looking, you can't you can't really pick it out. Um, and then I just take it off. So that immediately gets people to be like, "Did she just scalp herself? Like, what is going on?" Um, <laughs> and then you know, you slowly get into it. Like, I I I make jokes about like you know people have thought that I have cancer. Like you talk about that and then you're like, I don't, I actually have this autoimmune issue that a lot of people don't know about. And, you know, when your body, if you have this uh, condition and your body is physically stressed or emotionally stressed, immediately its defense mechanism is to run away from it all and your follicles give up. Can you talk about like, what is that moment like when you take off your wig on stage? It's so fun. It's so funny. <laughs> I love I love seeing people's reactions. Like I'm it, it's just hilarious cuz no one is ever really expecting it unless 
you know, I have like uh, my friends who are also comics who have like seen the set a million times, they know what's coming. But as far as like the common audience member, it happens and they're really confused or they're shocked and they're like, what? In the, in the, in the crowd. And it's so funny. I love, I miss it. Um, Then it's like, I've got your attention. So now I can talk about this thing that actually affects a lot of people. Um, I know it's like two or 3% of the population has alopecia, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's a lot of people given how many billions of humans are on the planet, um, that a lot of people are coping with it. So yeah, I just kind of, I get into that. I talk a lot about like my story and what happened with me. So like for, for me, what happened was I've always had alopecia, uh, but when I turned 19, which is the legal drinking age in Ontario, I, you know walked into bars and it was like going into Willy Wonka's factory. And I was like, wow, like tequila and all of these booze that was a foreign and forbidden fruit before, like I can have it now. And uh, I don't want to say that that, you know, is what caused it, but not taking care of yourself is a factor. So I discussed that a little bit. And, and uh, I also had major, major surgery and then my body was like, oh, my God, we don't know what to do. So uh, this tactic works on, like, middle-aged men. And let's try it on a young woman and see how that goes. It won't mess her up. Um, <laughs> it will not give her, throw her into an identity crisis. It'll be fine. And, um, yeah, and you just kind of, you go from there. And you you have to talk about your own experiences, especially especially being on stage. You know, you have this spotlight to talk about your unique take and your unique experience in life so you just gotta you just gotta start going from from your experiences that that may not necessarily be funny like in the during I'm sure you both relate to this as well when you're losing your hair or going through uh the medical treatments or the holistic treatments or what have you like it's not fun you're not having a good time it's hard it's it's a it's an emotional roller coaster so yeah, being able to just get on stage in front of a bunch of drunk human beings who just want to laugh and talking about it is is a good release for sure. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, the thing is, like you said, like all these things that you go through with having alopecia, like there are so many experiences and at the time they're just, they're not funny at all. And there are so many like misadventures and, you know, figuring out wigs and figuring out dating and just this, this new life you have with having alopecia. There are so many elements to it. And definitely at the time they don't seem funny, but I don't think there's, you know, almost anything I've been through with alopecia that I can't look back at now that I'm like, you know what, there was, that wasn't so bad or there were parts of that that were kind of funny and now I can sort of laugh at it and joke at it um why do you think it's important for us to be able to do that with our alopecia experiences Uh, because it it is funny because (laughs) and I think maybe maybe this is what comedy's kind of forced my brain into doing is that anytime something bad or inconvenient happens I'm like this sucks right now but it's gonna be such a good story later so just (laughs) cling to that and Oh my gosh. I mean, like I remember at the conference, I I had a a woman come up to me afterwards and she was crying and she was really, and I was worried that I had made her upset. I was like, I hope, I hope you laughed, but you know, I'm scared that I, I offended you or something. And she was just so happy to hear somebody else 
laughing about it because she said it finally felt like she could laugh about it. When I was at the at the um, conference two years ago, listening to you, it was it, it was just so nice having a comedian who's relatable and like who's literally talking about my life and all of the hilarious aspects and like not so funny aspects, but like making making I think making light of it does genuinely make you feel better sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, you have a choice, right? Sometimes, I mean, not all the time, but a lot of the time you have, a, you have a choice to make. You can either look at the situation and be like, this really sucks, but what about it can I do to help myself get through it? Or you just kind of end up upset all the time and sad. And I, for me, at least, I, I didn't, I didn't want that to be the case. And I don't think that should be the case. Um, for anyone going through this, you know, like it, it's just, it, it's hair. It's a big part of identity. And when you lose that, you have to, you have to find ways that you can help yourself uh, feel beautiful, feel confident, feel accomplished. Like it's not, oh gosh, it's just so, it's so important because if you don't laugh about things, what else are you going to do? That's just how I kind of see it. Right. And, you know, I if you can help it and you're ready to laugh about it, laugh about it. If you're not ready to laugh about it, that's okay too. I don't want I don't want this to sound like I'm like you need to find everything funny. That's not what I mean, but it, it, take your time with it. To anyone who's dealing with it right now, take your time and find find moments that you are like, okay, I'm sad right now about this and feel the sadness. But when you feel like laughing about it, laugh about it. Don't don't shut that part down. Yeah, I think I think that's so important is just being able to recognize those emotions and going with it and not being afraid to hide, you know, the sadness, which I think a lot of people definitely feel, but then also the the happiness and the comedy that comes with it. So to ask or to go back to you, um, what do you hope to do in the future with comedy and performing and you know this lens of alopecia what are kind of your goals and dreams oh boy well as soon as this is over I am I am running to the club and just gonna (laughs) do as many sets as I can I'm so excited I miss it so much um I mean there's zoom shows but I I don't want a punchline to to be fuddled upon by bad internet so yeah I, I Currently, I'm at uh, Humber College for TV writing and production. So uh, kind of my career goals right now are to get into the TV industry and, and a writer's room for, you know, sitcoms or hour, hour-long shows, uh, all those good things. And a big part of it, I have a couple projects that are like my passion projects right now that I'm working on that talk about alopecia. And I, I think a big thing for me is that I don't, I don't want the show to be about alopecia. I don't want the story to be about alopecia. I want to tell a story about a situation and someone who has alopecia is is there. And it's talked about and it's referenced. But I think having more of a representation that isn't exclusively like the poster is like, she's bald, now what? Like, I don't, <laughs> I I think it's important to talk about, but at the same time, it's like, this is this is one situation of my life. This is not my entire life. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I don't want to be defined by that one thing. And it was a hard thing and it needs to be talked about because a lot of people experience it. Um, it, you know, as we know, as I met at the conference, like you feel so, oh my gosh, you feel so alone when it's happening to you. And then you find out that other people go through it. And I think bringing up that topic in a natural way, especially in the setting of what I'm working on at least is, you know, a, a short uh, digital comedy series in particular. And just having like, you know, everyday things happen. Like, you know, I lost my wig. Now what? And I'm, you know, road tripping with, with my family, like, or man, you're going swimming with your friends. You, you jump into the lake and your eyebrow, I glue my eyebrows on. Um, and you go swimming with your friends and your eyebrows floating in the pool. And you're like, Oh my God, like that's so much worse than a bandaid. Um, so just those little moments and like sprinkling them throughout just everyday life. So talking about it without it being the absolute center of attention. So the, personally, that's what I'm working on. And I'm, I'm hoping to develop um, that series a little bit more at least. Um, so that's my my personal like career goals and writing. But I definitely think like as far as stand up comedy goes and uh, doing the jokes about alopecia, I just really want to bring some awareness to it. I want people who don't know what it is to know what it is and feel comfortable laughing about it. And I want people who have experienced it or have seen loved ones experience it, like feeling comfortable to laugh about it. And that goes like for anything. If you have any any kind of hurdle in your life, physical or or mental, like it's something that, you know, a lot of comedians with with mental health issues joke about those mental health issues and sure it's a coping mechanism but that opens up a space for people to be like okay this is hard but i can laugh about this and i can feel safe laughing about this and i think for alopecia in particular cuz that's what i'm i'm dealing with and i've experienced that's that's what i want to bring to the uh the table i guess uh maybe the the virtual table for now but um yeah, I, I definitely think that's where I'm I'm hoping it goes. You know, it I, I think we've we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, but there really isn't very much representation in the media of alopecia these days and or ever really. Like I, I don't know. There's very few uh instances where where a woman is bald or anybody's really bald and like that's being embraced. So I would be so excited to watch. Yeah, this. and I mean there are I know um Fo Foxy. Yeah, Trista, yeah. Which was great. Like it was so amazing to watch that. Um and I think representation across the board for so many people is needed right now and yeah, it's it's anytime I watch something where there is a bald woman or or there is someone with with cancer or something like like, you know, along those lines, I'm like why why does the bald character always need to have something that's not why <laughs> I don't I don't even know what the other yeah. what the follow up is to that but it's just like why can't there be just a bald woman like she's just bald it's okay she doesn't she doesn't yeah. need a reason for it that's fine and why can't there be like a positive yeah. story you know if there if there ever is like i feel like if there ever is bald representation it's either one a story about them being able to embrace their baldness and their beauty and whatever or it's two they're sick and it's focused on you know how baldness is 
related to sickness. Like, why don't we have any representation of just, you know, the, the everydays and the, you know, awkward stories and uncomfortable stories and just kind of, you know, weird in between parts about having alopecia or just being a bald woman. Absolutely. Cause those, those moments, like what you described are great. Like, yes, like love your body and like, you know, the night, the hard parts of it and illustrating the hard parts of it. But oh my gosh, that's, that's not all that it is. <laughs> it's not, it's not every day. It's not one side of the coin or the other. So I think, yeah, I think it's really important to talk about it. Um, and I mean, I know, I know personally, like I've had people come up to me before, which is, you know, I don't think you should be asking anybody this anyways, but people have come up to me and been like, do you have cancer? And I'm like, wow, I feel like <laughs> that's a very personal question. If even whether I had it or not, like you don't just like, I wouldn't ask you, like, do do you have herpes? Like, I'm not going to come up and just ask you about your medical history. Um, but people have said that to my face. And I'm just kind of like, no, like, I'm I'm not a cancer. I'm actually a Scorpio. And, like, you just kind of have to find, you know, some way to get out of it. Because it's, first of all, it, it makes you feel, it makes you feel uncomfortable. It made me feel uncomfortable. And it I'm sure it makes people who actually have those illnesses very uncomfortable as well. I mean, I can't, I can't speak to that exactly, but you know, that's not, uh, yeah. Totally. Yes. No, I, there, there's just so little representation. We're so like starved for it as alopecia. And so I love, I really love that you're working on this and that this is, um, I, I, I see bright things in your future and lots of bald heads, you know, featured in various mediums. And I love it. We need people like you doing this kind of work. So, and we need people like you talking about it and putting this information out to the world. I know you guys talk to doctors as well, like, and keeping up to date on everything that's going on um, in this community is amazing. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I think, I think you know, one of the similarities with what you want to do and what Trista did with uh, Foxy, I, I feel like that was one of our very first interviews too, just because it was like, nobody had done that before, right? There was no real space. And, and even what we're doing with the podcast is just this ability to accept what we have and find the goodness in it and, and like give back to the community in whatever way. Speaking out about having alopecia and doing this podcast has, it's not just about, you know, as selfish as this sounds, it's not just about helping other people. It also personally helps me a lot, right? To, to be able like, to feel like I'm giving back and then also to be able to speak to so many people with alopecia and just know that you're doing something positive for the alopecia community. It's helped a lot with my personal alopecia journey and coming to terms with it and feeling good about having alopecia. So I just want to know if comedy has done that same thing for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talking about it in the space where I can just be like, this is what happened to me. And this is what happens to a lot of people. Like it, 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 it absolutely has brought that to light for myself and made me more comfortable in my skin. I honestly can't say that if I didn't lose my hair, like if I still just had alopecia areata the way that I did four and a half years ago, I, I don't think I would be here in the position that I'm in now because it kind of forced me into this situation of I can either get comfortable with myself and figure out you know, what I actually like about myself and what I actually like about my life and what I actually want to do versus, you know, I think when I had hair, I kind of was like clinging to other things. That's just my personal experience. I don't 
I don't know if anyone else has had that, but I, I really clung to my physical features. You know, that was all I really felt like I had looking back. Um, when you're scared to lose something, like I was scared to lose my hair and then it happens, you're like, oh, okay, that was really bad. Um, but that's okay. Now we're going to get comfortable with ourselves and we're going to look in a mirror and we're not going to cry and <laughs> we're going to figure things out and it's going to be okay. So for me, it definitely helped getting on stage and, you know, making people laugh about it. And it was always nice. I've I, There have been a couple situations where uh, people have come up to me after shows and been like, you know, my friend's going through this. Um, and that was really interesting to hear about because that wasn't even at, you know, this con. Aside from the conference we went to where there were specific people who had dealt with it, that's what the conference was about. But other than that, like in a bar, like someone came up to me and was like, my friend is dealing with this and it's it's so hard and I'm trying to like help her understand that it's going to be okay. And like I told her about your set and it was funny and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, thank you. But <laughs> well, thank you very much. Um, but it, it you just don't. I don't know. I don't know if you guys feel this way either, but sometimes you don't realize it. Sometimes it's like, I'm doing this kind of for me. And then when other people tell you how it's kind of helped them, even if it's one person, you're like, wow. Like, I, I didn't realize I had that in me. I didn't realize I had that ability. And uh, I'm really grateful to have it. I hope I hope I can continue to do it. And I hope you guys continue to do it. Um, I'm sure you will. Yeah. I think I think you are so inspiring in in the humor and in the comedy and I think that that uh really makes a difference to to people who are, you know, having alopecia but then even to your audience who who you know maybe has never heard about this in their entire life and you've just kind of opened a window and and now they know, right? And and now if they ever meet somebody, they may maybe are going to think twice and not just approach somebody and be like, oh, do you have cancer? And just straight up ask you a super random question. Just PSA, don't ask people that. That's <laughs> I thought that was taught in like grade school. Like, mm, we just don't ask that. Okay, so just wanna just before we wrap up, I wanna kind of open open the floor to everybody, and I wanna start off by asking or just ask, what is kind of one of the funniest memories that you have had with having alopecia? Oh me, oh my, going through my Rolodex now. Um, I think this might be my favorite story because this was probably the first time that I, <laughs> uh, sorry, my friends and I. Uh, a couple summers ago, we go up to her family cottage in Muskoka and we had been here the year before and I was wearing a wig the whole time and I was wearing my eyebrows the whole time and I had glued on my eye eyelashes the whole time. Like I did not go swimming. I didn't do anything because I was so, I don't know, your mind kind of carries and your own anxieties get away from you. So. <laughs> so the following year we went back and I, it was so hot and I wasn't wearing my wig because at that point I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm not going to wear my wig. I'll just put a ton of sunscreen on and it'll be fine. And they were like, we're going to go swimming. And I was like, oh, man, I really want to go swimming. And then I was like, you know what? Screw this. So I took my eyebrows off and I stuck them to the side of the dock. And, <laughs> and there were these 
kids watching like they were they were just like they're swimming and they're watching and they see me like peel my eyebrows off and stick them on the dock (laughs) and jump in the water and I'm just you know I'm like a floating skin tag in that moment like I have no hair I've got nothing going on and these kids are just staring at me and it was (laughs) and at first you know it felt weird it's not the first time I've had a kid look at me um because I'm bald But it was definitely the first time that they were staring at me as like, should we be swimming in this water? Is it safe? Like, is there like a toxic spill somewhere? Like, how did this happen? And they were so confused. And uh, yeah, and just, you know, peeling my eyebrows back off the dock and just sticking them (laughs) on my forehead again. So good. That's so good. Um, Mine definitely. I mean, there have been lots of misadventures. I feel like all three of us have probably (laughs) probably have lots of stories to share of just you know, funny, awkward things that have happened. And you just, you know, looking back, you realize how funny they they are. Um, Mine are definitely mostly wig related from when I was wearing a wig. I definitely like, I did not know what I was doing when I got a wig. You know, I, I had the same sort of thing a lot of people with alopecia do. Like, your hair just falls out. And then you're like, Oh, my God, what do I do? Like, okay, I guess I'm gonna get a wig. So I had purchased a wig and I had, you know, been losing my hair pretty consistently for like three months. I had like just about like 20% of my hair left and it was like, okay, you're not fooling anyone. Let's get a wig. So we bought this wig and I, we were going away on family vacation to the Dominican Republic. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the first time I try out my wig. I'm at a place where I don't know anybody. You know, it's a safe space for me to potentially look like a fool. I'll just try out wearing my wig. And we'll see how it goes. It was a very new thing for me and for everyone in the family. So um, I had my wig with me and my wig head. And I, I wore it the first day. And it was it was, it was was a good experience. But then bedtime came. So I was sharing a room with my brother. And I set the wig up on the wig head on the dresser in the bedroom. And then we both went to sleep. And then in the middle of the night, I hear this like huge ruckus of my brother, like kind of freaking out and like yelling. And I wake up and he thought the wig was like an intruder in the bedroom because he just saw like an outline of like a head kind of floating, you know, in the dark room. Um, And so he thought someone had like broken into our room or or something was going on. And, And then, you know, we sort of settled down and turned the lights on and realized he was it was just the wig head all along and everything was fine. But that was definitely a very, very funny story early on in my wig journey that helped me, you know, start learning that it, there was going to be misadventures and they were all going to be pretty, pretty funny to look at later on. So that was a good story. Um, I think like one of the more recent funny anecdotes with alopecia in general that I've personally had was, um, you know, within the last year or so, my alopecia areata progressed like completely to uh, universalis. So, you know, I had patchiness and now it's completely uh, bald. So when I explain this to people, it's it's so funny because they're like, oh, so you like don't have any body hair now? And I'm like, yeah, no, I, I don't. Like it's it's super weird. It, it was just my head and now it's like head to toe, no body hair. And they're like, well, you know, that's kind of nice because you don't have to shave your legs. You don't have to wax. And I was like, oh, yeah, the one part that I still do have body hair is under my left armpit. Like, 
why why I still have our like hair under my one left armpit is so bizarre, but I just love the idea of this like just one little floating tuft of hair on your body and your armpit and like that's it. Congratulations for your armpit. And and for you. Welcome to the club. Your card's coming in the mail. <laughs> I'm very I'm very flattered. I think my armpit is still like holding on to the past and it's like whatever hair I'm going to hold on to, but um this was an amazing conversation thank you so much for joining us maria i think you know it's it's inspiring to hear not not only people talk about their alopecia but how you've gone through this journey and found such a creative and hilarious outlet of of sharing this experience and uh, not just for awareness, but like making people feel better who have um, this condition as well. So I am so grateful that we got to meet you two years ago now. Um, and, and hopefully we stay in touch. Please, please, please like let me know the second that your digital short gets off the ground because I'm super stoked about that. Um, and for anybody who wants to follow Maria online, her Instagram is cueballcomic. So at cueballcomic. Uh, we'll post that on our Instagram channels as well. Check her out. It's super funny. I spent like the last 10 minutes scrolling through it. So go through it. Uh, it's been a pleasure to have you on. And thank you everybody so much for listening.